0: The
2: 11 to 1 show. Oh, L-M-F-M. Ever want to learn how to sew? Well, Penny's stores can help. I know, more after Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle leaving a light on. She's not worried about the electricity. It is Sinead Brazzle here with you. You can get in touch 086-1800-658. It's a little bit pathetic. You know, an almost 39 year old going home to her mother to ask her for assistance when it comes to sewing, you know, simple things like can you sew my button on my coat after falling off? Can you sew the child's trousers there? There's a bit of a hole, just a little patch up job will do the trick. And this is what I have to do because I am hopeless at sewing. Now, I could try my hand at it. I could try, you know, say sewing the button back on, but it's guaranteed it is going to be wonky you know, and despite many lessons and sewing throughout my primary school and did it trickle into secondary school? It might have a little bit, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just hopeless, hopeless at it. It actually reminded me, I was thinking about this this morning. Do you remember the getting the little checked bit of material? I think it was like little blue and white checked material and the little small squares were designed to kind of be the line where you're supposed to go in and out and do the perfect stitch. No. And there'd be people in the class with perfectly straight stitches. Mine would be always askew, slightly wonky. I'd probably have sewn the material to my hand. Just completely, you know, not great at this at all. And I remember in fifth class, I had to make a ladybird cushion. I didn't make it. My mother just did it because she was probably just, her head was melted. She's like, just give me the thing. Let me do it because I just hopeless at it. Well, if you were like me, and you are in need of sewing skills, look no further than pennies. I know. Apparently, they are rolling out free sewing lessons, hour-long workshops, right? And this is all in a bid to make the fast fashion brand more sustainable. This is according to the Irish Independent. So you can bring your own clothes, learn basic techniques like how to replace a button. Fantastic. Or bring up a hem. Very handy, you know, as well. Uh, They're going to be rolling out in Liffey Valley initially and then they'll extend, you know, kind of countrywide. They're going to sort of see how this is going to pan out. But this is very interesting. I am all on board. And Penny's definitely as, you know, one of those brands that kind of could be you know, doing a lot more, let's say, to being more sustainable and the environment, I think this is a really good move. Now, my daughter is better than me at sewing. So, you know, sometimes I don't go to my mom. I go to her. Ask her to sew things back on. But it's a skill. It's one of those life skill things that we need. And despite school doing their best efforts with me, I still can't. I just can't sew. So maybe this could be for me could work but I'm loving this move by pennies and you know years ago as well people used to sew things like you know sew the little um, hole in trousers and things like that when you know instead of going out and getting a new set of trousers they sewed them up or you know did little patch jobs on them things like that definitely buttons being put back on you know if your button falls off your coat that's no reason obviously to throw the coat away get it out and uh, get this needle and and thread and off you go but there's little things that we can do rather than just discarding the clothes completely little rips and tears that can be mended and this is brilliant I'm loving this move from (laughs) Penny's a very special Women's Day event is going to be happening on March the 8th. So March the 8th is International Women's Day and this is very interesting. This is happening in Delik, and it is all to celebrate the remarkable achievements of Delique's most famous but almost forgotten immigrant, immigrant Kate Kennedy. So Kate Kennedy was born in uh, sort of west of Delique in, around 1827 and she attended local national school there and then she went off to the Loretto College in Navin and then they emigrated, she emigrated then to to San Francisco. So she started her career in San Francisco as a principal teacher at North Cosmopolitan Grammar School in San Francisco in 1867. Uh, Then she learned years later that male principals were paid more than women. And after intense personal lobbying, she uh, eventually persuaded the Californian state legislator to change the law. This among many other things that she did throughout her life and I did not know this until this morning when I came across an article. So there is going to be a big event happening at 11.30am on March the 8th uh, which is going to include the unveiling of a sculpture of Kate Kennedy which has been created by Betty Newman Maguire. This is going to be unveiled at Delique Girls National School ideal location and there's going to be a special guest very very special guest US Ambassador to Ireland Claire D Cronin is going to do the honours she's going to do the unveiling but there you go I'm going to delve further into this lady and find out more about the amazing work that she did but this event very important important for uh, the people of Dalik and the surrounding areas happening at 11.30am on March the 8th at Dalik Girls National School. We will be um, planning it at the moment International Women's Day coming up on March 8th going to do lots on the show with regards to that it's all in the planning stages in my mind but I promise you it will be a great show on March the 8th now a uh, very interesting documentary focusing on Spencer Matthews you might recall him from Made in Chelsea he's now an entrepreneur uh, I would have chatted a little bit about him uh, in regards to this whole idea of um, you know non-alcoholic beverages he moved into the non-alcoholic gin kind of swapped his partying ways and, and went into that but we're going to see him in a very different light in a new documentary I'll tell you all about it next
0: oh, The 11 to 1 show
2: It's Spencer Matthews as we've never seen him before in a moving new documentary that's dropping to Disney Plus this week. I'll give you all the details. After some more music here's Lewis Capaldi. Michael Matthews disappeared over 20 years ago and now his brother Spencer is following his heart to find his brother in a new documentary. So Disney Plus will be dropping this documentary on the 3rd of March and it follows the former Maiden Chelsea star Spencer as he travels to Mount Everest to search for his brother Michael who disappeared there more than 20 years ago. So this includes Bear Grylls as well. Uh, it's executive produced by him and it uh, sees him, Spencer, heading to Nepal with Nims Persia. He's the world record holder for climbing all 14 mountains over 8,000 uh, metres. The fastest to lead a team as well and search Everett's, Everest's death zone. Okay, so the documentary is called finding Michael as I say Disney Plus third of March here's a little taster of Spencer in the documentary
0: I hate the picture all I see is a young man in the process of losing his life
1: Michael was my big brother
2: Michael Matthews from Fulham became the youngest Briton to conquer Mount Everest
1: he was left alone on the mountain
2: it's an awful way to die
1: Twenty-odd years
0: later, we're sent this photograph of a body. It looks like it could be Michael. It might be. My heart says we should go and find him. And if we can, bring him home. Stay safe. If you get hold of Mike, I hear his voice screaming that one loud. I need the best people possible. And we have one of the greatest, Nims Persia. We have to look all over the mountain. God, I hope you find him. One of the highest search and recovery missions in history. On average, seven people every year of those attempting Everest will lose their lives. Vince, you copied that? Tim's Dye, can you hear me? Over. No is worth dying for. Second time over.
2: It's one of the most irritating childhood illnesses, all that itching and scratching, particularly for kids and for parents as well. It can be stressful. But pharmacist Sheena Mitchell is going to be joining us. She has lots of great advice all about chickenpox. Oh,
0: the 11 to 1 show.
2: Just when you thought worrying about cold, flu and COVID were bad enough, now parents need to be on the lookout because we are in peak chicken pox season. Luckily help is at hand though because we have pharmacist and founder of online parents resource, WonderCare.ie, Sheena Mitchell. She's back with us with lots of advice. Sheena, great to have you back. Thank you. Great to be here. Now, chickenpox it's one of those most kind of annoying childhood illnesses all children will get at one stage or another.
1: It is. It is. And it's just an awful, awful disease. So it is seasonal. And you're absolutely right. It kind of peaks now generally between January and April. And there does seem to be a lot of it going around at the moment. So it's caused by a virus. So the virus L is zoster virus. And I suppose one of the reasons why it's so contagious and spread so quickly is that you are contagious for two days before the spots appear. So a lot of people, you know, will be sending their child to school or creche and yep. have no idea that they're about to develop the spot, you know. Um, so that's ultimately where one of the biggest problem lies with the young kids. Um, you remain contagious for kind of seven days after.
2: Oh. And it can be,
1: yeah, it can be longer too, depending on how long the spots take to kind of scab over.
2: Lovely, lovely. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I like now. I like many parents I know, and particularly crashers, they they won't allow kids to mix. But I remember people sending their kids over to those that had chickenpox to get over it. And 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 was is this advised nowadays, Sheena? Maybe this is something that happened in the past.
1: Yeah, and this is a huge debate and something that I had a podcast on recently because. I myself was shipped up to a neighbour's house for a chicken pox party. Like, it was very much a done thing. Yeah. With the view that, you know, you want you knew your child had to get chicken pox. Obviously, when they're young babies, you're trying to protect them from it because they are more vulnerable when they're very little. But when you get to the more robust kind of toddler and kind of young child stage, you do want to get it out of the way because we even then knew that chicken pox was a childhood illness. And it was good basically, to get it as a child because yeah. the older you are, the more severe it can be. So you were definitely shipped off to get it. Obviously, our attitudes around infection control have changed dramatically. Hugely. Probably enhanced, as You know, the, the pandemic didn't help. But even before that, people were less likely to, you know, I suppose, throw their child into the the eye of the storm. But it definitely was a thing. And whether or not it's still a good idea is out for debate. And I can explain all that to you if you want me to talk, you know, in terms of the vaccine. Yes,
2: approach. because I, I, you do have a very interesting couple of episodes on chickenpox, on the Wonder Care podcast if people want to check it out. But do go into this because, like, I assumed that we were vaccinated for it. Well, it's not actually it. That's the measles, mumps, rubella that I'm thinking of. We're not actually vaccinated against chickenpox as a child, are we? No, As a baby, not, like,
1: yeah. Not routinely, so it's not part of the childhood schedule in Ireland. Now, it is scheduled for review by the Irish Health Authorities and I do feel quite sorry for them because, you know, when I say this in my podcast, all I can do is give you the information. Mm. There are pros and cons and it basically kind of, I suppose, revolves around the point that if you get chicken blocks from another person, if you get it naturally in the community, as a child, you then have lifelong immunity, okay?
2: Okay. If
1: you get the vaccine currently as it stands, you only have 15 to 20 years immunity. They can't... Now, it may well be longer, but there's no evidence yet for longer immunity. So what that means is if you're vaccinating your child and your child needs to be 12 months of age now to be vaccinated, but if you opt to pay privately and go to your doctor and get your child vaccinated for chickenpox, you need to be thinking, OK, what age is my five-year-old going to be in 15, 20 years? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be twenty, twenty-five. And the complication here is that if you're not sure if they're going to have immunity at that stage and you have a girl who's, say, you know, entering her childbearing years, we do know that there is, you know, a, a significant risk for pregnant women you know if they develop chickenpox while nice. they're pregnant okay. and there can be you know uh, there is a, a risk of mortality to the unborn baby so it's not without risk now i go on to debate in the podcast that perhaps if they look at rolling out a chickenpox vaccine um you know in the childhood schedule that did nearly need to schedule a booster or a review of immunity in mm-hmm. 15 20 years time To prevent people from falling into that risk category. And then, even if you're talking about a boy rather than a girl, so if you're like, ah, sure, I have a boy, it doesn't matter, you know, they're not kind of going to be bearing any children. But actually, the risk of severe disease increases with age. So nice. that's another side of it. So, you know, you could be looking at having a severe illness in adults with complications like pneumonia or encephalitis. So it's not quite as straightforward as you'd think, like it is with other vaccines. However, we do know that we have a shingles vaccine. And yeah. the reason I talk about that a lot as well is because that's caused by the
2: same virus. People mix these up, don't they? The shingles and the and the chicken pox. But they are yeah. different, like...
1: They are, but they're caused by the same virus. Right. So, what happens is you get the varicella zoster virus, that's your chicken pox, mm-hmm. and then in later life, that is reactivated and that causes herpes zoster, which is shingles. So, you get one as a child, which is chickenpox, and then as an adult, you could develop shingles. Now, you know, you can't catch shingles. It's not as contagious, but it's usually brought on by kind of being run down or stressed Mm. or whatever. But it is a reactivation of that childhood illness you have. And if we vaccinate all of the children, the problem is there's less chickenpox circulating in the community. And it is known that exposure from adults to kids who have chickenpox, so say for my, myself, for example, when my ha- kids had chickenpox, I didn't catch chickenpox off them because mm. I'd had it as a child. And actually being around them boosted my immunity for shingles. Okay. So I got a natural boost from them. So if we vaccinate all our kids, we're reducing that natural boosting of the population's um, immunity to shingles. And so there could be, you know, more cases of shingles going around. So... And the tric- or the shingles vaccine is from fifty, so it's
2: it's a tricky one. I can see why it's up for debate. It is a tricky one, and I I hear what you're saying. This idea of that the natural immunity in the community could be potentially the the, the better idea. It's but it, look, you know, as you say, it's very much up for for debate at the moment. And and in terms of the the shingles and chickenpox, what's the main difference? How would we know whether it's shingles or whether it's chickenpox?
1: So chickenpox basically has starts with small red spots which turn into fluid filled blisters after about 12 hours and it's very very itchy and the distinctive the distinctive feature is basically that it affects the chest back face and even can affect the arms and legs and, oh, in bad cases, inside the ears, the mouth, the throat, and, like, gentle nappy area, everything. Whereas shingles is much more localised, so it tends to appear. Similar rash, so you do get the fluid-filled blisters, and it tends to appear along nerve lines, and that's why people will often describe pain and nerve pain and will end up having to get treatment for that after shingles. So they're different in that way. And it is good because with shingles if you, say, develop it on a nerve line along your back, you can cover that. So you're wearing clothes in that area and you're not touching it like you would with chickenpox, which is everywhere. So you're reducing the risk of any kind of spread of disease because you're not constantly touching the spots. Um, But with, obviously, chickenpox, you do also develop symptoms like a high fever, mm-hmm. aches, pains, nausea. And that can happen with shingles too. And, you know, that, I suppose, the infectious droplets in breath and cough can be contagious as well. But with shingles, if you're around someone with shingles, you can catch the chickenpox if you've never had them, but you're not going to catch shingles. So shingles, okay. in someone else doesn't reactivate your varicella. It just literally puts someone who hasn't had chickenpox at risk of developing that.
2: Okay, that's good to know because I would have thought that the shingles was highly con- uh, contagious as well. Now, what about uh, treatment? I remember the calamine lotion. We were just doused in it. I can still even smell it, Sheena. <laughs> the horror. Uh, but is there? Is this the, still the best treatment out there for for chickenpox?
1: No, if you love
2: your bed sheets,
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I hate calamine lotion. <laughs> it does have. It definitely look. It has a role to, to apply or to fill, and it it is you know as we know very tedious to apply, yes, messy, But it does cool the skin, and it can be useful to kind of help dry up weeping spots. Mm. So it does have a role, but thankfully, I've some old and new remedies. Okay, so one of the, the newer ones would be Pox Clean Cool Mousse. This is available in community pharmacies and we have it on wondercare.ie as well. But it basically cools and soothes. It has antibacterial agents in it. So that helps to prevent secondary infection and reduce scarring of the spot. I'd definitely say use a little patch test before you use it. Okay. One of my own children was allergic to it and I can tell you it did not help
2: the scenario. <laughs> oh God, it probably aggravated it way worse, yeah.
1: Oh, nightmare. But it, that's rare. So okay. is it, I suppose, reassure people. But do do a little patch test first. And then there's loads of kind of, I suppose, old-fashioned things you can do to help. And one of the main things, unless you're celiac, is using oats.
2: So yes. unless you
1: get your porridge oats and pop them into a pop sock or tights or something so you don't make a complete mess of your bath. And basically soak them in a bowl of water for an hour or so in warm water. And then add that, the sock and all, and the water to a warm kind of bath and let your child bathe in there. And yeah, it just really helps to kind of nourish the rash and you know, prevent some of the irritation. And the same with bread soda. You can also pop a couple of tablespoons of bread soda into the bath because that contains antibacterial and and anti-inflammatory properties. So it does actually help. So afterwards, if you're getting out of the bath and you're like, I don't know what to put on their skin, I'm going to, you know, you can use the PoxClean if you have it. And if you're not sure and they're just a bit irritated, you can use something like the Aveno range. They do a bath moment moisturizer, which is oat based as well. And um, pain relief wise, obviously, this is one really important thing. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you've got your child who's got a high temperature and aches and pains. You want to get rid of that for them. It's paracetamol based products you need to use. You need to avoid any ibuprofen ones. So okay. ibuprofen is it? what's in
2: Nurofen. I was just going to and say, so you're Calpol over your Nurofen, is it?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because Nurofen, um, so ibuprofen, has been shown to increase the risk of bacterial infections in chickenpox. It's one of the only scenarios where you don't really use ibuprofen Right. Um, if kids get bad spots in their mouth you can use dislam spray from any age just spray it onto your clean finger and wipe it in their mouth where they're sore and even antihistamines can help produce the itch because itch when the spots are coming yeah. up that's the worst for them
2: yeah yeah absolutely and are there any dangers or anything to watch out for when it comes to chicken pox or is it one of those ones that uh, it's a bit of an annoyance but they will get over it
1: the majority of children, it'll just be a nuisance and they will recover. But it, it can be a severe disease. And mm. actually, when I was speaking about this on my social media, you know, there was a lot of mums who got in touch to say, like, "I'm in hospital with my child with chickenpox." Wow! But it's not it's not something to be taken lightly either. Like with it, you need to watch out for. You need to look at the rash and. Yeah yeah, you're going to have these red spots that do turn into red, or kind of fluid-filled blisters and then what happens is the fluid turns a bit cloudy and they start to scab up. New spots appear up to, like every day for up to five days, so they come in crops And with them, you just want to keep an eye on the spots and make sure that none of them are too angry. If they get very hot around them or have a lot of redness around the spots, there is a potential that it could be a secondary bacterial infection of the skin. So it is important to watch out for that. And the same is with any illness. If you feel like your child is not responding to normal cues, you're really not getting the fever under control. You know, they're drowsy, they're not eating or drinking. It's definitely worth calling the doctor. Always be conscious when you have something like chicken pox to make sure and call ahead to let them know oh what God, you're yeah. in with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's like That's rare, so just yeah. make sure people it is normally just straightforward, easy enough to manage illness. And now with the new products like the PoxClin mousse, it can be easier to prevent secondary bacterial infection and also to reduce scarring. But do get those nails kind of cut right down. Yeah. So kids aren't damaging their skin um, and do give antihistamine, you know, if they're over two, you can use uh, an over-the-counter antihistamine and it just might stop them from kind of going at them.
2: Fantastic, Sheena. Thank you so much for all of that great advice and information. No problem thank you thanks so much you can find more details wondercare.ie okay that's Sheena's uh, fantastic resourceful website you can find loads there also you can listen back to the Wondercare podcast wherever you get your podcasts oh,
0: L-M-F-M. the 11 to one show oh,
2: L-M-F-M. we are going back in time to the this day 2015 and address that got everybody in all of fluster. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 818 Gold and white or blue and black. This was the debate over a photograph of a dress that became a viral sensation on this day back in 2015. People were disagreeing over the colour of the garment. Even celebrities got in on the action as well. But experts say that the difference in opinion is due to the way we perceive the colour. But uh, there you go. Designer of the dress, uh, Michelle Bastock, she set the record straight saying that they made a royal blue dress which sometimes appears as gold and ivory or blue and black on the screen and today is Pokemon Day. Yeah, it was marking the anniversary of the Japanese release of Pokemon Red and Green, so the company launched lots of treats for fans every year. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drahada, Dundalk, and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Julio, Gangster's Paradise. The TY students are putting on Chicago. This is one of my favourite musicals. Absolutely adore this. Adored the film as well with René Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Chicago. Oh yeah, the razzle, dazzle and glamour of it all. So the uh, students at uh, St. Vincent Secondary School, they are working very hard in the rehearsals. They're bringing this production to the Anton stage. So as people will know the story, Roxy Hart, she murders a faithless lover and convinces her hapless husband Amos to take the rap until he's been duped and turns on her. Then she's convicted and sent to death row but she meets Velma Kelly and the both of them vie kind of for the spotlight. Absolutely brilliant. Just brilliant, brilliant musical. This show that the TY students are putting on is going to run on Thursday, March 23rd and Friday, March 24th in Anton Art Centre. The curtain will go up at 7pm. Tickets are on sale now from Anton.ie and uh, the box office is going to be open from Tuesday to Saturday if you want to uh, in person pop in from 10am to 4 and also online as well Anton.ie. We are heading towards 12 news and after that meditation. Yeah I know not just for hippies. I know people might think you know it's all very sort of woo woo and out there but I promise you we're going to change your mind on this we're going to be chatting to comedian and broadcaster Dermot Whelan he's going to tell me how a panic attack prompted him to look into meditation and now he has a, he's a teacher and he's bringing his show Mindful to Dundalk as well we'll join Dermot after 12
0: oh, The 11 to 1 show
2: A dating series with the difference seeks singletons. All the details next.
1: I know you moved on to someone new.
2: Jess Glynn, Rudimental, Macklemore and a host of others these days. Now, there's a grand prize of 10,000 euro and the person of your dreams up for grabs. It's a dating series with a difference. And I'm really looking forward to when this hits screens. Virgin Media TV are looking for single people between 18 to 30 years from across Ireland and Northern Ireland to take part in a brand new Irish language show it's called Graw Eir so the series will follow 12 singletons they'll couple up in an attempt to find love and learn the Irish language so uh, it's going to be like learning Irish as well as like finding love so the winning pair will be crowned couple with the most fuckle uh, which is interesting a very different take on the whole kind of dating matchmaking series scenario uh, so what's happening is the casting team are looking for people to sign up okay so you need to be single between 18 and 30 years of age and they will match couples up in advanced ba- based on likes personality but also on your irish language skills so those that maybe have you know lots of gail and those maybe that don't so it's going to take a place over five weeks, and they'll have challenges as well to improve their galga as a couple. I like this. I like it. And those who make the most improvement will survive another week and there'll be judges keeping an eye on how the couples are doing. So there's 10,000 euro up for grabs and also the person of your dreams. Now I don't know if it's going to be sort of a little like Love Island like will you have to can you couple up with someone different or what? I don't know. But if you are interested head on over to lmfm.ie you'll find all the details of it there. There's an email address and there's a link directly to where you can apply. So grow on The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
3: Hi, I'm Crossy. Tommy Fury has beaten Jake Paul in boxing last night in Saudi Arabia. The fight gained a load of media attention over the
0: last two and a half years between the two. Here's what Tommy said after the win.
3: I want to dedicate this fight
0: to my new baby girl Bambi me a home. My missus, I love you. I can't wait to see you. This fight was for you. It's Bellis for you, Bambi. I love you. All the way through these two and a half years, I had a dream, I had a vision I would win this fight. And no one believed me. Now I can stand up and everybody can take no. It's my first main event, 23 years old. I had the world on me. I had pressure on my shoulders and I came through. Little Mix fans were treated to a mini reunion over the weekend.
3: Perry Edwards and Jade posted pics of their holidays in LA. There were plenty of fans and friends in the comments, including fellow bandmate Leanne Pinnock, who commented FOMO on the pictures. Pedro Pascal spoke to Graeme Norton over the weekend and made a massive slip up. Graham asked about Baby Yoda and it turns out Pedro isn't supposed to say those words. A lot of these things are green screen but Baby Yoda is there. Yes, Baby Yoda is there. And there's, what is this There's ba- two different versions
0: okay. of uh, I can't believe I said Baby Yoda.
1: Well <gasps> oh, you're not supposed to say that? That's
3: the first time.
0: Oh. oh. I gotta go. <laughs> People from Disney are waiting for you.
3: It's he's Grogu. Grogu, yes. Yeah, but yes. he's Baby Yoda, right? Um, yeah. you know, just just following the rules. Okay. <laughs> so in the show, he's Baby Grogu,
1: and uh, but so what's there? <laughs> That's the buzz.
0: I'm Crossy.
2: The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I'll say it once. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Star Wars. Just pointless. It's a pointless endeavour. I mean, your man can't even tell us if it's Baby Yoda or not. Ridiculous. Anyway, you can find more Buzz on LMFM.ie and with Eddie Caffrey a little later on. Irene Cara with Fame. Can I try something with you very quickly? And I promise you're going to feel good. You will feel good after we do this, okay? So, what I want you to do, and I promise it'll be quick, I want you to sit comfortably, okay? So, I'm going to just adjust my seat here. Sit comfortably, feet firmly on the ground. Okay, let's close our eyes. Just close them and just listen to your breath. In and out. Just like that. Just for a little minute. Just become aware of your own breath. You've just had, if you followed along with that, for that couple of seconds, you've just had your first experience of meditation. And I used to think, oh, this is just for... You know, hippy, trippy people who, you know, you sit at the mountaintops and just, you know, chant and all this kind of stuff. But about a year or so ago, I got my hands on a book. And this book was written by broadcaster and comedian Dermot Whelan. A real sort of, I suppose, inspiration to me. And I thought, right, if this guy who's really funny and, you know, is doing this, is into meditation and not just like doing it himself, is actually teaching it now, then it can't be actually that bad. So I gave it a try and now meditation is part of my daily life and it's, something that has been incredibly powerful for reducing stress and anxiety. Let's be honest, you know, I'm sitting behind a microphone here on on live radio. It is stressful, people. It's stressful. So you got to have something in your toolbox to help you through the stress or through the panic or through the anxiety or through the voice that talks to you in your mind. You know, you need to get away from all of that. And meditation is a great way. So I am... We'll be chatting to Dermot Wheelan all about this, how he came across meditation himself, and his brilliant tour, Mindful, that he's bringing to Anthon Art Centre in Dundalk. We'll chat with Dermot next.
0: Oh, the Eleven to One Show. Oh,
2: L-M-F-M. Meditation now don't roll your eyes stay with me I know the idea of sitting in silence with your eyes closed breathing in and out does sound a bit hippy dippy and that used to be my perception of it until I opened a really funny book offering me an insight into the benefits of adopting a daily meditation practice the reason I even entertained the idea of reading this book was because it's written by one of Ireland's most beloved broadcasters and comedians a guy who never fails to make us laugh so I thought well if he's endorsing meditation maybe I should give it a try Now a year and a bit later I'm fully converted And meditation is part of my daily life That book is called Mindful Unwreck your head De-stress your life It's author Dermot Whelan Is bringing his mindful tour To Dundalk And he's on the line How are you getting on Dermot?
3: Hello, Sinead. How are you? I'm very impressed that it's now part of your daily routine. You yes. can sit up at the top of the class now besides the teacher. Well done.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> now, the, the book is hilarious, but also insightful. I mean, you make meditation so accessible to people. I definitely would have been firmly in the camp of no, not for me. But after reading the book and trying the bonus meditations that you have as well for readers, I do practice every day and I've adopted your RPM approach. Maybe you might explain what the RPM is approaches. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes, absolutely. With pleasure. Um, well, RPM is one of the first things that I learned uh, from my teacher when I started getting into this stuff properly. And it's rise, pee, meditate. Okay. Now, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest excuse that people give themselves, usually for anything that's, you know, like meditation, that's designed to to calm their stress levels, is I'd, I'd love to, but I don't have the time. Yeah. Okay? And you know, already we have busy lives. A lot of us have children, you know, you're trying to get the school run done, done. you're trying to get to work, you're desperately trying to fit in the gym that you pay for but never go to. Um, And the last thing you want is somebody like me saying, hey, you need to dedicate half your day to meditating or you'll be burnt out. Um, So RPM is a brilliant way of building something like meditation into your daily routine. So the idea is that you rise, you get up in the morning, you do what you got to do in the bathroom, and then you find somewhere comfortable. You don't have to be at the top of a mountain or beside a beautiful lake or in the lotus position. You just find somewhere comfortable and warm. It could be your favourite chair, even your bed. Um, and then you do the exercises there, because we tend to be creatures of habit in the morning time, and if we just lock it in there first thing, before we look at our phone and before our cortisol levels um, soar when we start looking at our news feeds, um, if you just drop in your little bit of self-care there it suddenly becomes part of your routine and you don't have to think about it and you'll know from the book that I share a meditation technique called the 16 second technique Now, who doesn't have 16 seconds in their morning to, to lock in a little bit of self care and and uh, decide how you'd like to feel for the rest of the day.
2: Yes, and guaranteed after you do 16 seconds, you're going to want more because it's just one of those things. Like you say, it's the this idea of self care of of you know I'm a busy mom, you know of, of of two children and they follow me around. Dermot, they don't know who <laughs> their dad really is. Do you know what I mean? They don't like asking him things. It's constantly me. So you know, so you you do got to You got to carve this out and like yourself working. In, in radio, it's it's full on. You need to kind of, you know, de-stress and, and kind of untangle the thoughts. And it, I'm telling you, it's amazing what you can do when you just go, right, I'm just going to buy into this. I'm going to leave my judgment at the door. And like that, you need the guided ones like and you provide guided ones through the website and stuff. But you need these guided ones to get you in the zone
3: yeah the guided meditations are a great place to start because it's like driving a car and it's like letting sliding into the passenger seat and just letting someone else do the driving for you so particularly for a beginner, a guided meditation is great, you know, um and you know the, the, you're you're so right about the perception of of meditation because I was exactly like you. I was like, there's no more cynical group of people on earth than stand-up comedians. (laughs) So, you know, it's literally our job to poke fun at stuff. So I definitely thought that meditation was for hippie types who, you know, drifted around in linen trousers and uh, said namaste to the bus driver and covered themselves in hummus every morning. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, what I started to get into, because I had to, I had a panic attack uh, mm. back in the mid-noughties and, and I had to start looking for something because uh, my body was screaming at me that I wasn't managing the stress that I was, you know, bringing on with all the work I was doing. So, you know, I definitely had those. And part, you know, one of the reasons why I wrote the book and one of the reasons why I'm doing these live shows at the moment, uh, is to bust all those myths and all those preconceptions that people have about it. Because once I started to get into it, I realized, hang on a sec, this isn't for perfectly skinned Californian types, you Mm. know, who've never had a freckle in their life and can only seem to meditate on mountaintops. You know, this is actually for everybody. And there's so much science that actually explains you know, what my nervous system is doing when I'm going to bed. So it would explain why I'm awake at four o'clock in the morning staring at the ceiling. As soon as I got to understand what was happening in my body and my mind, and that's what I teach in the show, you know, suddenly I was sleeping better and I was feeling better and I had more patience and I wasn't as stressed out. And, you know, so it, it doesn't take much. And I think that's what surprises most people. And possibly like yourself, Sinead, the way you're saying it is that You know, a a small amount can have a big ripple effect out into your day, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it just means even for me just getting up that little bit earlier, setting the alarm a little bit earlier to carve out that time. But just circle back there because you mentioned that very sort of blasé there about the panic attack, which was the main kind of, I suppose... Well, maybe the first kind of wake up call, which you kind of ignored initially, but then you sort of got yourself on track. <laughs> Go, circle back to that. What was going on in your life? Life was full on because you were doing the TV gig and the radio gig and the stand up gig all at, at that time.
3: Yeah. And, I, you know, my life isn't particularly quiet these days either. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but the, I guess the difference is that now I have tools and techniques at my disposal. That I can reach for, and that I do reach for, and that I know will work to keep me, you know, on in balance. Whereas back then I was very much out of balance, and I didn't know anything because they don't teach you any of this stuff in school, and you're just kind of expected to know how to de-stress. But most of us don't until our bodies scream at us in some shape or form. Our our sleep is disrupted. Our you know we we lose touch with our our moods, and we we kind of. Reminisce about when we used to feel like ourselves, you know um so I guess back then I was you know i was i was doing up at four thirty in the morning doing a, a radio breakfast show, I was doing comedy four days a week in the clubs, which I was getting home after midnight, so I wasn't having a huge amount of sleep i ha- you know I had a small kid I was starting a family um and I was doing all the other bits and pieces, and I think my my body and you know my nervous system just said enough is enough because mm. I was I was reaching, as we all do, for the things that, you know, are, that society tells us will distress yes. us. Like, you know, pints or glasses of wine or, you know, nicotine or whatever it happens to be, you know, for you, maybe it's sugar. Yeah. Because that's that's what is constantly demonstrated to us as effective stress relief. But, you know, anyone who's ever had a hangover knows that, you know, it is not distressing you, you know. And in fact, it's doing the opposite. And particularly if you have anxiety, something like a- alcohol can be can be um, a real tricky one. It can tend to amplify what you're feeling instead of um, getting rid of it. So, yeah, you know, I, I quite by accident met a lady who taught meditation to the guards and I thought, hang on a sec, this is for hippies and why is law enforcement using it? So I started to look into it and uh, she gave me a quick lesson and off I went and I I never looked back and I I found it so effective I wanted to share the technique so I ended up training over in in the States one of the leading corporate stress management experts over there and that's why I teach it now and and blend it with comedy so that people can feel nice and relaxed and, and have fun because I do think that the The wellness world can take itself far too seriously a lot of the time.
2: Yeah, totally. now, and I, we've
3: all seen the pictures of, you know, if you Google meditation, oh, yeah. you always see the, the very <laughs> pious looking people who are just judging you constantly going, oh, you're stressed out. Oh, dear. Oh, how did you let yourself get into that mess? Anyway, bye. <laughs> yeah,
2: totally. Like, were you apprehensive about writing the book and putting this out there, you know, presenting yourself as meditation teacher? Because, you know, we obviously have this other version of you as the entertainer, the comedian.
3: Of course. Yeah, it was definitely and and for years I I felt like I had this sort of double life, you know, like um like a really crap Batman <laughs> where where I was
2: meditation you know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Not particularly good in an extreme accident scenario, you know. The bus is on fire, meditation man help us. You're like, "Okay, everyone take a deep breath." <laughs> Not what you need. <laughs> but um but I was, I guess, you know, the the front-facing side of me was very, you know, performing and comedy and out there and um, jazz hands. And there was another part of me, you know, once I had, you know, spent a few years meditating, that I felt was this very quiet, still, calm, um, introverted side of me. So I I, I felt like I kind of was leaving leading this kind of double life, you know. Um, but once I, I mean the main reason I wrote the book was because when I wanted to find a book that I could relate to, I couldn't find one. Mm. Even though the mindfulness section in the bookshop was full, I, they, they, none of the people seemed to be speaking my language. They're either way too down the spiritual road, or they were too academic and too technical. Yeah. So I decided. I guess I decided to write the book that I would like, and in doing that, I guess I blended the two sides of my personality, and now. Now I love it, you know, because you know people do say, "God, meditation and comedy—that's a really great idea." How did you come up with that? And it—it didn't come from you know a desire to come up with the next you know catchy thing. It was literally. It's a reflection of of who I am now, I suppose, um, without sounding too Oprah about it. But you know, it is a it is a perfect blend of of who I am. I you know, it is I, I will always want to have a laugh and and perform and and hopefully help other people to laugh and feel better. But I also have this other side to myself, which I know can help people to feel better but just in a different way and when you blend the two you know either in through the book or, or through the live show it just clicks you know and it's just so wonderful to see you know you can see hundreds of people at the show who are one minute all you know doubled over in laughter and then a few minutes later they're they're sitting there with smiles on their faces, but for a different reason. You know, the joy is coming from rather than the stage, it's coming from inside them. So
2: that's it's amazing. a really,
3: really nice feeling.
2: Yeah, I'd imagine there's great energy in the room. I mean, the tour is is doing so amazing. Mindful, it's coming to on Thawne Arts Centre in Dundalk, March 11th. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the show.
3: Okay, great question. Because uh, people, you know, still like to know what what it is they're walking into. Particularly us blokes, because uh, <laughs> and what's so refreshing about these shows is that there are so many men there because in the past whenever I did like you know wellness weekends or retreats or anything like that I was usually the token bloke out of the hundred women you know so um, to see men coming with all from all walks of life and teenagers as well um, is fantastic and obviously there's lots of women there as well um, which is brilliant Um, so it's a lovely mix but the show in itself is in basically three parts so I tell my own backstory through stand-up comedy um, and then there's a kind of a, f- a funny TED talk, which explains the the science and the you know what's happening in your body because I think that's important when you know the people should know mm-hmm. why they're doing the exercises they do. And then the last part is um, I take everybody through my favorite techniques for for de-stressing and sleeping better and feeling better
2: fantastic. Dermot, it has been an absolute pleasure, honestly. Thank you so, so much for, for taking the time to chat. Best of luck with the rest of this tour. Thank you so, so much for joining me today.
3: Uh, my pleasure, Sinead. Thanks so much. And if people want to get tickets, um, they can go to dermotwheeland.com forward slash tour is the easiest way to get tickets for that show or any other one.
2: There you go. There's a more extended chat with myself and Dermot. If you want to catch it on our podcast, I'll have it up there on lmfm.ie. 11th of March on Thorn Arts Centre, DermotWheelan.com forward slash tour.
0: Oh, the 11 to 1 show.
2: L-M-F-M. I know we are all so de stressed after our meditation and chat with Dermot, but parents, there's a reminder for you. It's World Book Day this Thursday. This is not a drill, people. It's World (laughs) Book Day on Thursday. Let the stress to find a a costume for your little one commence. I know it's just like, oh, every year I'm like, World Book Day, what do we do? So any ideas, suggestions, help for very easy, quick to make or find costumes for World Book Day? 086 1800 658 talking. Harry Styles, late night talking. Jeans, red and white stripy top, funny looking glasses. Where's Wally? You can't go wrong. Yeah, where's Wally is always good one to throw out in an emergency on the morning of World Book Day when you've forgotten even though the school has sent you 10,000 reminders you know I don't know what it is when it comes to stuff like this I just block it out maybe I don't know all I can say is, look you know I'm sure I could come up with something else other than Where's Wally between now and Thursday I do have you know an artistic husband knocking around you know I'm sure he could whip something up in terms of a costume but thank you so much for that suggestion LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Home Instead are on the lookout for new and experienced caregivers in the Meath area. For more information, log on to careers.homeinstead.ie. AIS Automation Limited in Dundalk require a senior controls automation engineer. The salary ranges from 50000 to 60000 Please apply with your CV by email to paul.d at aisautomation.ie. A Lynch Construction require a part-time office administrator for three to four days per week in the Meath area. Please apply with your CV. Again, another email here to lisa at alynchconstruction.ie. Sheen and Transport require a HGV driver for the Cavan meath area. Please submit your interest to Sheen and Transport22 at gmail.com. McGee Farm Machinery Limited have a vacancy for an apprentice agricultural mechanic in the Laodha area. Please email info at ie. They also require a qualified agricultural mechanic in the Laodha area as well and it's the same email info at ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on LMFM.ie LMFM Job Search Music from Dermot Kennedy on the way. We just want to remind people that the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association has made an appeal for us to get involved in the upcoming fundraiser and awareness campaign. It's starting in March, which is Wednesday. How quick did February go? It's like, phew, went so quick. So March is uh, March the 1st is Wednesday and this is all to raise awareness of motor neuron disease. So they are looking for people to um, really just organise tea events in their local community. So this is all part of the drink tea for MND this March. And Lily Chen, she is from Thurman Fekin in County Louth and she runs her tea business, Lily's Tea. And she is an ambassador this year for uh, MND. She has uh, been diagnosed with the condition three years ago and uh, she is going to be very much supporting this. So she has shared her story about a life at MND in the hope uh, that it'll great, create greater awareness around it because there's more than 400 people Living with uh, motor neuron disease in Ireland. So, and every three days, another person is lost to this debilitating disease. Very hard to ignore uh, statistics like that. So, they are asking to join uh, any day in March. Raise a teacup in support to everybody impacted by motor neuron disease and you can do this by visiting imnda.ie for all the details about hosting your own drink tea event and you can also just donate. So all you can do is just text MND to 5300 and that's automatically donating to Euro and uh, that's fantastic. So it's just very simple text MND to 5300 and the website imnda.ie M N D A dot I E Dermot Kennedy, power over me. Drighad Art Centre in Drogheda have uh, taken on a new program with uh, young people. It's the Young Producers Program, and this is very much part of Drighad Art Centre's ethos to encourage young people to become, you know, active within the arts. You know, so what they have done is T.Y. students from six of the local schools here have come together to produce their very own event, which is coming up on March fourth, uh, with the help of experienced facilitators within Drighad. So they have come up with this event it's called The New Sound and it's going to happen on Saturday from 6 to 8pm at the centre and it's going to feature five or six different young artists or bands from the local area who are all going to play a set I suppose on stage but a fantastic idea to get local kids involved in the arts in this way so you can find out more drehid.com. I'm afraid I have to It's almost one o'clock. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Stay with us. Jerry Kelly on the way at half one. Lots on the late lunch to enjoy. I'll chat to you tomorrow.
0: The 11 to 1 show.